Hey, Preston, and welcome to Ascension Talk. How are you? Doing good. Thanks, Yanni. Thanks yeah. for having me on. And congratulations to your 20th book. How does that feel? Yeah, well, it's my 20th book on UFOs. It's actually yeah. my 28th book, 29th. I'm losing count. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, my 20th book on UFOs in particular. Oh, and I want to I want to get into that one. I couldn't I couldn't put it down. Like I'm <laughs> It was so nice to read it and it had different stories because you could uh, you could jump between different stories so you don't have to, you know, go through the whole book at once. So, uh, can you before we start for people that haven't listened to this show, I just want to let you know that um on ascensiontalk.com you can find previous interviews with Preston and also Preston, I just want to have to say you are one of the top most listened to <laughs> um especially episode number 10 for some reason and uh you are episode 10 and uh, nine and ten. So if you go to my blog, it's uh, you go into episode number nine and ten. You can have a look there. But yeah, so Preston, can I just ask you? Can you just briefly tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourself? If if you guys want to know more, you can go to episode number nine and you know get everything in depth there. So yeah, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, well, let's see. I. The fifth of six kids, so a lot of kids in our family. Uh, I grew up very skeptical of UFOs until I was about, let's see, 1986. That would make me 21 years old. Uh, heard a report in the news about a sighting over Alaska. And didn't believe it for a second, but I remember my brother Mark said he saw a UFO. So I went up to him and I asked him about it. And he described this amazing sighting. That's how I kind of got into this field. I work actually as a bookkeeper, uh, doing accounting. Been in the same company for about 35 years. Uh, what else? I love science fiction. Thought I was going to be a science fiction writer, but that didn't work out. Well, it's working out now. I am writing a bunch of stories, but uh, ended up getting pulled into the UFO field where I get to write about real aliens. So that was even more profound. Uh, yeah, live in Southern California. Um, what else? <laughs> and your website, so people can uh, I put it all in the show notes page as as usual, and also on our website. But can you just let people know how they can get to to know you and uh, read your books and and check you out? Yeah, thanks, Yanni. I, I do have a website. If you just uh, use a search engine to use my name, type in my name, it should take you there. The actual address is. PrestonDennett.Weebly.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, and I got a new YouTube channel out. Well, relatively new. Been at it for about one year. So yeah, I am working really hard to get this information out. <laughs> I, I loved in one of your bios you have like a bookkeeper or like you said like something like accountant by day and UFO researchers by night. <laughs> I love that. One. Right. Oh, I just love it. It's so you. And can you just uh, so you have your new book out called how do you how do I say that wondrous? Yeah, that's right. Wondrous yeah. mm -hmm. twenty five. 25 True UFO Encounters. I'm super excited about this one because this is all completely my own research. People I've interviewed firsthand. All of these cases are brand new. You haven't heard them before. And all involve 
a wide variety of encounters. So there are some which are face-to-face -face meetings with ETs, some involving sightings with telepathic contact, a really interesting USO account, unidentified submersible object, some UFO landing cases, really interesting healing case, some onboard experiences. Oh, and get this, this was something I've been wanting to write about for a, a while. I've been contacted by some uh, people within government or even wow. like, yeah, who wanted to sort of disclose what they learned, at, uh, you know, about UFOs or sort of whistleblower accounts, I guess you might call them. Yes. Is that in the, for, for your next project? Uh, no, that's in this book. Yeah, which one yeah. is that? Yeah, this is Wondrous. This is... Yeah, but which is, which story? Oh, oh yeah, I've got three of them actually. Um, one involving a uh, man, uh, Mel Hansen, who was involved in the very famous Malmstrom incident in which UFOs actually shut down missiles, uh, nuclear missiles. This was in... Uh, Montana, actually, in yep. 1967, I believe it was. Yep. So that that's one of them. Another involves a gentleman who worked at Edwards Air Force Base mm -hmm. doing yep. construction. <laughs> so, yeah, some very interesting accounts. Uh, not to go in too much in depth in all the, you know, like the interviews, but uh, can we just uh, go through a couple of them just to get like kind of a teaser and, and, and also... First of all, before we do that, why did you, uh, or like, how did you come about this book? Like, what? Because this one, I, I would, I would say, as you say, as well, it's a little bit different. You know, it's you have personal contact with them, and it's very, like, it's very personal written as well. And I really love that, by the way. Um, yeah. So, how did you come about this one? Oh, yeah. Thank you. You know, I was doing a series of books about UFOs over various states like uh, California, Nevada, New York, and geez, there's a bunch of Arizona, New Mexico. Uh, and I kind of got caught in a contract where I want, really needed to get those out. Uh, but now I'm free to write my, the books I've been wanting to write for a while. I just put one out on board UFO encounters, which was also all my own cases. But this book, you know, that one focused solely on people who've been taken on board. And this one contains cases that I've been really wanting to talk about uh, for some time. So I've, this is one I've been itching to get out because I just didn't have space for them or they didn't fit in some of my other books. So I was really wanted to do one that covered a really wide variety of cases, like land, landings, yeah, government whistleblower accounts. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so much. It's a virus. How do you say it? Like, it's, like it's a mixed. I can't talk today. <laughs> yeah, it's a real mix from uh, what I like. You know, the first one about. Um, uh, yeah, I want to ask like, there's three ones that really stood out for me here. And also something I can, you know, it kind of resonates with me a little bit. Like, so one is about the lady that gets, um, she gets, uh, uh, like symbols on her. Can, can you just uh, share that one with the listeners a little bit and they can dig into it later on when they get the book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this case because it's mm. so, so unusual. You know, I haven't heard anything quite like this. I met this lady, uh, Linda's her name, at a UFO meeting 
uh, one of the MUFON meetings I attended pretty regularly. And uh, we started talking, and she mentioned that she was an experiencer and told me this incredible story. Mm -hmm. uh, she had uh, had a couple of UFO sightings. She was like driving along the Pacific Coast Highway uh, one day, or she was not actually driving, her friend was, and she saw something out in the water. And it was floating on the water, but it didn't look like a boat. It was just this huge, bright light. She points it out to her friend and says, look at that. What's that? And as soon as he looks at it, this thing darts straight up. <laughs> so not a boat, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, that was the first sighting. She had a couple of sightings after that. And uh, she had suffered from some uh, pretty severe child abuse as a kid and uh, was going through a lot of therapy. She actually became a therapist herself because she just loved how how well it worked for her. And uh, so her therapist recommended that she go to massage therapy uh, because this can sometimes, you know, release trauma and bring out hidden memories and stuff like this. And so she did, and she went to this massage therapist, and this is how it all started. <laughs> this weird thing happened afterwards. Following, you know, going to this therapist, uh, she noticed a weird symbol appearing on her skin, on her leg. And it was clearly of intelligent design. She couldn't have scratched herself or anything. She does have very sensitive skin. She suffers from a condition called dermographia, which means if you scratch yourself, it sort of welts up. But she's looking down, and there's this symbol on her leg. And the first time she thought, huh, strange, you know, I don't know. She didn't think too much of it. But it kept happening. And one day she was in the shower and washing herself and she looks down and there's a series of them on her leg. <laughs> and that kind of freaked her out. From this point, she started writing them down because these were not random marks. These were clearly symbolic of, in some way, clearly of intelligent design. So she writes them down and also starts drawing pictures. She feels compelled to draw these little doodles and things. And she just can't make sense of them. So she goes to the library and gets some books on symbology. But nope, she cannot match these symbols up to Egyptian hieroglyphics or, you know, any language that she can find. Uh, she goes to various, you know, she went to a Messi messianic temple, thinking they might have some answers. Nope. And she just kind of they stopped appearing after a while and she kind of put it away and thought, well, I'm, I'm never going to figure this out. She went to a lot of people and just no one had any answers for her. And then something really interesting happened. <laughs> she, you know, she has always had some interest in UFOs. I mean, she's seen a couple of them. She's very psychic, by the way, has precognition and all kinds of really interesting paranormal events. But at any rate, she... Uh, decided she was going to watch a television miniseries called Intruders. <laughs> this is actually based on Bud Hopkins' research. Bud Hopkins is, of course, an abduction researcher, uh, author of Missing Time and the book Intruders. And so this miniseries is all about people who've been taken on board and had contact with ETs and so forth. And uh, I saw the movie when it came out. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was quite good. Uh, what I liked about it was very accurate. And uh, it turns out it was very accurate because 
Linda was watching this with her boyfriend, and uh, there was a segment where the people are taken on board the craft. And on board the craft, there were symbols written on the wall. This is something many witnesses do describe. But in this particular miniseries, uh, Bud Hopkins made sure that the symbols portrayed in the movie were taken from actual cases. So she looks at these symbols and chills run up and down her spine. She recognizes them. Those are the symbols that appeared on her leg. Even her boyfriend recognized them. He turns to her and is like, oh my God, those that's what you drew. That was on your leg, right? And she's like, yeah, oh my God. So that's really started, I mean, she had a long journey looking for answers. And now she finally got them. But that that's when she started getting more memories of actual mm. contact as a kid. And you have the photo of the actual symbols in the book. So it's, it's pretty cool. It, that, that's hers, isn't it? Uh, yep, that was a drawing by my sister-in-law, Kisara. Yeah. She illustrated, illustrated the cover and yeah. several pictures for the book. Yeah. Did she illustrate the, the drawings on uh, the lady's le- leg as well? That's yes. in the book. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, cool. That, they are. That, is, that is awesome. And I think that's pretty common with a lot of ET experiences as well. But like this one, I haven't really seen. But, like, you know, I, I've experienced like marks on my my hands and, uh, you know, triangle dot points and that kind of stuff and little. Yeah. So, yeah. But not this. Tri- Triangles, yeah, that mm. I've heard. Dot marks, scoop marks, yep. you know, bru- bruises, you know, e- even cuts and things mm. like this. Um, but yeah, in terms of meaningful symbols, mm. I think pretty much it's, in my own experience, limited to triangles. Yeah, and here yeah. she was having what looked like, you know, letters. Tri- tribal, <laughs> almost, yeah, some sort of tribal stuff. Yeah, that that is so cool. Though. And also you have also... And and what I like some of these uh, um, events are people that also they haven't really had a lot of experience. They haven't really done a lot of research. So they kind of some of them are new as well, especially the first story I found very intriguing uh, about the, the lady that got was out for a run. Was that her? And yeah. uh, the dental assistant and and um, no no that was that her I can't remember um, no no she she was a teacher oh yeah. a teacher yeah okay so uh, there's one she is out running and she see this mantis um, yeah, yeah yeah what a story it's mind blowing for me <laughs> that's like oh my god never seen anything thing like that yeah she contacted me because she had read a similar account in one of my other books okay in which a Navy medic described seeing a very, very tall mm. praying mantis humanoid. Yeah. And uh, so she had to contact me. That's how I heard about this case. Uh, a lovely lady mm. uh, very, gave a great interview. She's quite intelligent, you know, a teacher. But, yeah, she was out jogging. I believe this is 2006 or so. Yeah. Yeah, mid-November 2006 uh, in O'Fallon, Illinois. Uh, and by the way, this is right around the time of a very well-known UFO sighting over Chicago O'Hare Airport. Okay. Uh, which, and not too far away, actually. So that might be a factor here. I don't know. But she's out jogging with her dog uh, very, very early in the morning. It's still dark. It's like, you know, 5 a.m. or so. 
And this is a pretty rural area. She leaves her home with her dog. This is something she does pretty much every morning uh, to keep fit. And jogs down her street, goes down another street, and a third street, and she's heading towards this T intersection. Mm. And she looks ahead of her, you know, maybe 100 feet or 200 feet ahead of her on the road, and sees what she first thought was a man on stilts walking down the center of the road, which made no sense. I mean, this is the middle of, you know, very early morning. Uh, and she could see instantly this could not possibly be a man on stilts because whoever it was was very nimble. I mean, was walking very fast in like 10-foot strides. And her dog actually noticed it first. <laughs> he picked, pricked his ears up and looked ahead, and that caused her to pay attention. She's thinking, oh, it's going to be a fox or a raccoon or something, a deer, which wasn't unusual. <laughs> That's a big uh, fox. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so she looks at this thing, and it goes right under the street light. <laughs> so she gets a really good view. And she can, you know, she knows how tall the street light is. She went over there and uh, eyeballed it afterwards. And this thing was right up to it. So she estimates that it was 15 feet tall. Wow. 15 feet. That's insane. But, you know, I've got another case like it. Most people who describe praying mantis to me describe, you know, nine feet maybe, uh, eight feet, ten feet. But a couple, no. Sometimes it's much taller. And so she sees this figure, very stick-like legs, stick-like arms. It's walking quite fast. It's got a gray body. And it's walking right down the middle of the road, and it's got its head bent down, and it's sort of sweeping his gaze back and forth, searching for something it looked like to her. It's checking like each side of the road as it's walking. Uh, maybe it dropped its communicator or something. I don't know. <laughs> but she's looking at this, and her dog is very quiet. She's very quiet. It does not see her. Um, she does not think it even knew she was there. And as it walks by, I couldn't believe what she did next. She runs after it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that would have been my reaction. Uh, hard to say, but, you know, God bless her. She walked or jogged towards it and gets to the T intersection. You can see it's still moving down the street. And she runs after it for just a few minutes when suddenly it turns off to the right and into the cornfield. And she loses sight of it. So it was a relatively brief sighting, but certainly long enough for her to say that this was not a man on stilts by any means. I and mean, she saw it right into the streetlight. That is so cool. And, oh, there's so many stories here. But, yeah, just the last one I just wanted to touch base on here as well because um, you sometimes hear, and you've done a couple of episodes where you talked about these, like, healed by aliens, uh, this guy Dud Dudley is that uh, correct? Like Dudley, he's healed by the alien. He had like kind of pros prostate cancer or something like that, or pro some yeah. problem. Yeah, and that, that was very interesting. Yeah, I've interviewed a lot of people who had healings. That's one of my mm. uh, specialties, I guess you might say. I really yeah. focused a lot on that. I wrote a book on just healing cases. Yeah, and what is that one called again? The other book about that. Healed by uh, yeah, yeah, it's called The Healing Power of UFOs, yes, that. and it covers 300 cases. Hmm. I thought it was a really important book because not a lot of people are talking about healings, 
and the ETs get a sort of a bad reputation for you know abducting people and examining them. It's quite scary for some people. Uh, but I have to tell you, I don't think they're trying to hurt people. In fact, I think one of their primary agendas, uh, and I'm looking at this very objectively, is yeah. to heal people. So, some of what, them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, but I think the majority uh, do. Yeah, I, I honestly do believe this to be true. That's my assessment. And when people are being physically examined, that's often part of it. Uh, I'm not going to say they're all our friends by any means. It's a mm. big universe, but we don't get accounts of like torture or sadism. Really, I have almost very, very few. Uh, there are a few cases I do know of that are not friendly, but most are. At any rate, this guy, Dudley Delaney, um, hadn't really had a history of UFO encounters. He had a few unusual events as a child. Nothing that he could really pinpoint as being UFO related, uh, but he was born, you know, in the early '40s, actually, and uh, UFOs weren't popular then. <laughs> uh, but he did hear, you know, Frank Edwards on the radio show, a popular radio show host, talking about UFOs. So he kind of always believed in them. And one night, as an adult, he did see a beam of light come through the ceiling of his home. And that really alarmed him, and, or and he couldn't explain it. It wasn't particularly frightening, but it was very unusual, certainly. Uh, but he had a very unusual experience uh, when he was a much older man. Uh, he had retired. He, he's a doctor, a chiropractor, and a nurse, uh, which I just want to make a quick aside here. A lot of people who do have contact are doctors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're social workers, they're teachers, they're inventors, they're environmentalists, they're people who are doing good work for humanity in some capacity, which again, I think speaks towards the ET agenda. They're trying to help people who are helping people. At any rate, Dudley wakes up one evening, he'd been having prostate problems, he's you know in his uh, 70s, I believe at this point, and uh, was having... Uh, you know, difficulties with urination and so forth. Uh, this is not uncommon for elderly males. Uh, but he wakes up and there is somebody in his room. And he was concerned, but then he, could, he couldn't move. <laughs> He's like, wow, what's going on? Uh, and uh, he felt us, that this person was here to help him. He wasn't afraid. He had the immediate impression that this person was here to help. And uh, told him, actually, he was starting to get probed by this figure. Um, he asked, what's your name? What's your name? And this figure said, June. Uh, he had the distinct impression this was a male. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, but at any rate, uh, this being told, gave him a message and said that there was a tumor and that they would fix it. And so he was in a semi-prone position, which is called the the Sims position, and uh, he actually felt like he might be in, not in his room anymore, but on a table. Hmm. So he he had what we you know has become sort of a, a feature that has been widely ridiculed in this field, which is the anal probe. 
Uh, and that's what they were doing to him. And he felt this vibrating energy. And he realized this is probably what they're doing. They're healing him. And uh, it was just maybe five minutes, ten minutes at most. And uh, then it was over. And he woke up and uh, he immediately noticed that his symptoms had subsided. Uh, his prostate health was improved greatly and he was as he says tremendously grateful for this wonderful gift that's a direct quote <laughs> so i think it's important that people know there are healings that take place yeah even yeah like also some people have very distinct dreams i've had that a lot like i've seen this uh, man getting healed by he's sitting in this harp <laughs> it was almost like remote viewing for me. I was like there. They showed me like how he was getting healed, and like it's like some like it's amazing things that can happen, and if you're just open to it, and uh, yeah, and you know, it's just to say thank you. <laughs> That's all we need to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think people do it sometimes have a strong fear reaction, which I understand. Mm. I mean, if something yeah. appears in your room yeah. and it doesn't look like a human being. That can be quite scary. Yeah. Uh, but often they are there to help. They really, really are. And if someone doesn't have a strong fear response, uh, they get a lot more information. Uh, they're sometimes you know, not even paralyzed. They're, they're given a tour of the ship. Honest to God. They were given all kinds of information. Yeah. And, uh, uh. Yeah, it was a good experience for him. Uh, yeah, for sure, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you um, you put in the the story of uh, uh, your sister-in-law Christine Dennett as well. That's got Kesara's art, and uh, that's very, very interesting. Um, uh, her story when she was little, and these uh, little little people came into her room, and they started to do something with her feet and heal her feet or something like that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was. Very, a very interesting story, and I really wanted to include it, and I'm so happy she let me. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, oh. it's so interesting. She married my brother, who also was, you know, Mark, who had a UFO experience. And I wonder if the ETs brought them together, because she was tremendously a big part of my investigation. I think she so. Would, yeah, she uh, did all the illustrations. She would sit down with the experiencer and draw what they saw. And she had an experience with these Little blue beings, not greys, you know, not praying mantis, not human looking. This is another type, which is somewhat common, uh, but not super common. I've only had a few cases involving these types of beings, but I've heard other people talk about Whitley Strieber, you know, the well-known yeah. uh, experiencer who wrote Communion, uh, experienced, saw these beings. Oh, okay, and, yeah. I actually she, haven't. I haven't read that one. I feel so bad. <laughs> no, no, no worries. She mm. and and she's an artist, so she was able to draw it. The picture is in the book. Mm. Oh, yeah. I meant like communion. I, ha I haven't read that one, but yeah, just a. Uh, oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but uh, oh, I see, yeah, but so she drew these blue beings, and uh, I knew another experiencer who had seen these blue beings, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's that picture is absolutely accurate." Yeah. Yeah, so that's that in the book too. The 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 picture of the beings that she drew, 
And uh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a great story, and there's so many stories in there. And uh, I, I, I'm really, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you because this is like it really comes from the heart f- for you as well, and how you retell their stories. You can really tell that you have a connection with each person you have interviewed. So kudos, so good on you. And there's also about the cat people, and oh my god, there's so much, and people being. Um, Uh, contacted uh, by people that are not clearly human and we could go on and on but I want people to go and so where can they find this book is it still on Amazon they just uh, uh, search for your for your name there Preston Dennett yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ju- this is just out this month by the Yay. way it's brand new <laughs> so you're, you're getting one of the first interviews I've done on this book oh I feel very special <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it's on Amazon. I also got it posted on my website. Mm -hmm. It should be on other online retailers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited because there's a lot of cases in this book, 25. Yeah, Yeah, so it's great. So so can you just say the book again? So how how do you spell it? Wondrous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called Wondrous, W-O-N-D-R-O-U-S. And yeah, I wanted to call it wondrous because I think that was the yeah. single emotion that pretty much every experiencer expresses with mm. their encounters. Um, it can be scary. <laughs> it's not always scary, but you know, it can also be very friendly. But always, people express a sense of wonder yeah. um, and awe. So that is really the one thing that really—it's a strong theme throughout every single case, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, every case. So what I'm <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And also, uh, just so people can, if they just heard hear this verbally, it's Preston Preston P R E S T O T O N, and the last name is D E double N E double T. So, so you don't yeah, so spell that right. All right, I'm gonna let you go on your busy schedule, <laughs> and I'm gonna get this going so we can put it up there. And so this will be episode number fifteen, just so everyone know. And if you want to know more about Preston and his story, which is very interesting, go to episode number nine and ten on ascensiontalk.com, and that is you go into the blog and search for it there. So, any last words? Um, only that uh, I think this is a very important subject. If you don't believe in UFOs, I challenge you to ask your family, friends, and coworkers. I bet they've got a story. I'm also very excited about recent developments within our own government oh, here yeah. Can in, you just in the U.S. That? Yeah, can you mention that a little bit, please? Yeah, yeah, we're having strong steps towards disclosure. Uh, pre- former President Obama has made strong statements about UFOs. Uh, so that's a first. Our, the Pentagon has said they have material from otherworldly vehicles. We're about to have a major disclosure announcement in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, pilots, military pilots are coming forward. Uh, it's on the mainstream news pretty yeah. much nightly now. <laughs> so I know. this is a big deal. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And it's kind of a, even though if it's a controlled disclosure, it's at least it's happening. So people, you know, bit by bit to get to know what's really going on. So that's, I think that's good. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very happy because I've been in this field forever, mm. well, not 30, 35 years almost, and there's been no movement within official government circles, and now there is, so I'm very happy. Yeah, awesome. And you can sell more books too. People are gonna like go nuts and go crazy, and so they can you know get some help. And, uh, you know, read other stories and listen to. Okay, thank you so much, Preston. And i catch you next time. And uh, have a wonderful... Is it day or night now at your place? Uh, it's still... Well, it's still light, but it's 7.30 p.m. It's... Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and I'm starting my day. I'm in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. Okay, all the best. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Always a pleasure, Yenny. Thanks okay. so much. As mentioned in this episode, you can go to my uh, website, ascensiontalk.com, and go to the blog section. And this is blog number 15 if you want links and all that. Also, if you are an experiencer yourself and would like to share your story, please uh, get in touch with me either on ascensiontalk.com. You can go into the contact section or you can go um, and email me at ascensiontalkpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and tell me a little bit about your story. And uh, you don't have to have a book written. You can just have an experience and you can also be anonymous if you would like to. Okay, until next time, take care.